Now, what if someone invited you to go away for five days of your life? And I mean really go away where you leave everything behind, your email, your work, your computer, your family, your daily routine, your in-laws, your friends, everything. And what's the goal of this trip? It's to meet one person, someone, to get much better acquainted with someone. You actually know the person. Five days, just five days of your life from sun up to sundown to meet yourself. I was out in North Carolina at an intensive leadership development workshop, and it's meant for business leaders. And the purpose is for them to figure out how they can be more effective not more controlling, or not more subtly manipulative of those under them, not to become more toasty or fuzzy or touchy-feely, but how to become more sincere, true to themselves, how to become better leaders. And at this workshop, they taught us that the deepest key to effective leadership is not learning technical corporate models, not opening up a textbook, not learning what words to choose when managing or leading others. Now that's important, it's necessary, but it isn't the deepest key. The key is learning how to lead yourself. Now think about that for yourselves. Am I able to lead myself or is it more haphazard? Or am I tightly bound, wired, just, you know, a very tight spring? Or am I too loose, too loosey-goosey, and I, I don't know what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, and my life is just a mess? So how do you lead yourself? That means you first need to figure out how to know yourself. Not what you tell yourself on the surface, but you need to know your motor. What drives you deep down? What are your strengths? Do your strengths have a downside? For example, I get a lot of stuff done, a lot of stuff done. Do I do it at the cost of my own happiness, though? Or do I ever bulldoze other people? That's the type of work that we did. And if that's the case, how do I fix it? So think about it in your own life. How are you undermining or sabotaging yourself without even being aware of it? At work? In your romantic life? With your family? And with friends? So if you could take five days out of your life and fly down to North Carolina or someplace similar and do the same type of a workshop and figure out how you can get fully intimate with yourself. What would you learn? What makes you tick? How are you unwittingly hurting yourself? What walls do you constantly hit in your relationships with others? And what role do you play in them? Many of us say, oh, it's the other person's fault. It's very easy to see the world through that lens. And partly it's true in many cases, but many times we play a role in it. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. I'm a clinical psychologist, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. And it's a time for you to just reflect on your own life and happiness. Think about what's messing it up, what's causing you conflict, what negative emotions are you feeling, what causes them, how can you improve your life. And in that sense, my show is about how to take your happiness, that joy, seriously.
It's a call-in talk show, so you can think of any question you'd like to ask me. Jot down my number for now or later on in the show or another week if you'd like to uh, just put your put your thoughts on paper a little more and call me up. It's an opportunity for free advice. It's not therapy. It doesn't replace therapy. Uh, my number is toll-free. 1-877-DR-KENNER. That's toll-free. 1-877-DR-K-E-N-N-E-R. Now, we've got a lot more coming up in the hour. One husband writes, my wife has left me for another man, and I'm absolutely beside myself with grief. I would literally like to kill the other man. I feel so betrayed and worthless. I'll help him coming up. And a listener has identified the career he wants, but he has no idea of where to begin. And we've all felt that way. If you have a career now, there's a starting point. There's a real messy point before that starting point of what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And then how do I begin if you have an idea of what you want to do? This listener is in that stage right now. And if you're thinking about your own career or a project that you're working on or even a relationship issue, where do you begin? I'll talk about that coming up too. And if you ever had like a tape recorder going through your mind, maybe that the listener whose wife left him for another man has this, I'm not never good enough. I'm a failure. I'm inadequate. I'm stupid. I'm important. And then the tape starts over again. I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. I'm inadequate. I'm stupid. I'm not important. Do you know someone who keeps themselves, maybe yourselves, unhappy with that type of a cycle? Or maybe it doesn't happen a lot of times in your life, but there are just periods where you just seem to sink into some deep, dark hole that you can't get out of. How do you deal with painful thoughts like this? They keep you feeling depressed, anxious, revved up, guilty, angry. Later in the show, we'll be talking with Dr. Judy Beck, who is the director for the Center for the Beck Institute for Cognitive Therapy and Research, and she's the president of the Center for Cognitive Therapy. And we'll demonstrate some ways to manage those ideas. I'll play the part of the unhappy client, and she'll help me by using some cognitive therapy skills. Now, I wanted to say, uh, I know we're going towards the break, the other day, my husband and I were at Friendly's Restaurant, and we're sitting there, and we hear a little whimpery baby. And I thought, this is a newborn. This isn't just any baby. This is a real newborn baby. And I I looked around, and I see a, a young mother sitting with the baby on her lap and her parents there. So I go over just to say hi to her and look at the baby. And I start to say, what a cute, and the baby looked awful. The baby, something was terribly wrong with this baby, and I couldn't, cute just didn't fit. The baby was plastic. It was a doll, and I've never seen these dolls before. And it wasn't that the baby looked awful. It just wasn't real. It was plastic. And this was, she introduced me to Jasmine, her rubber doll. She's a teenager who's learning how, why it's important to take precautions when having sex, because otherwise you will be up all night with this baby. And she's, I said to her, but does this work? You know, you're a t you have a key attached to your arm. 
um, the baby is computerized, so the baby will whimper and you have to pat it for 10 minutes or 15 minutes. It will wake you up throughout the night. This particular baby didn't pee. Next year, she gets the one that pees. She advances. She's a junior in high. She'll be a junior in high school then. She was a darling girl. Her name was Tiffany. And she said that it definitely works, that a lot of the girls walk around saying, this isn't good for me. I'm wondering why they don't give it to the guys too. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. Coming up, we have... How to help this guy who wants to kill the man who had an affair with his wife. I'm Dr. Alan Kenner on the rational basis of happiness and your phone calls too. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Alan Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. You cannot value romance if you don't have other values in your life. Some of the areas in which you can pursue values are a career or a job. Is your job a career something you love or did you choose it for other reasons such as conformity, fear, or duty? The ideal job is one about which you say, this job is so great, I can't believe they pay me to do it. Not everyone can find such a job, especially in bad economic times, but it's worth the effort even if it means changing careers. And home. Make your home warm and inviting, tailored to your aesthetic taste and needs. Don't make it a vehicle for showing off, but do make it your own, a reflection of your standards and desires, not those of others. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com. 